a story that broke uh, in the past uh, couple of hours. The federal NDP will now be supporting a federal conservative motion to pause the federal carbon tax on all forms of home heating. Uh, New Westminster Burnaby MP Peter Julian made the announcement this afternoon following question period in Ottawa, upping the pressure on the Bloc Quebecois to either support the Liberals uh, in voting down the motion on Monday or join the opposition. Now, the reason behind supporting this motion is that the NDP find removing the carbon price on home heating oil and not other forms of heat like natural gas, well, it's unfair. Now, throughout question period today, Conservative leader Pierre Polyev and members of his caucus continue to press the government uh, on um, on whether they would allow Liberals to vote freely on their motion and if they would make it a confidence matter. Take a listen. This Saskatchewan NDP has just voted to endorse my motion to give equal tax-free heat for all Canadians. That is the position of the NDP in BC, Manitoba and Alberta as well. Now the question is whether the NDP will vote against its cash-strapped constituents and in favour of the Prime Minister. So can the PM tell us, was is this vote part of the coalition agreement or does the NDP have the freedom to vote for their constituents? The Leader of the Opposition wants to talk about places across the country. Let's talk about them. 20,000 Saskatchewanians heat their homes with home heating oil. 50,000 Albertans and uh, about 100,000 British Columbians, Mr. Speaker. That is dirty, it is more polluting and it is more expensive, particularly for the predominantly lower income families that rely on this. That's why we're moving forward to replace them with heat pumps. Now, a heated uh, debate and conversation today in question period. It's important to note the home heating oil is less common in BC than other parts of the country, uh, but certainly British Columbians here do use uh, home heating oil, about 39,400. So just under 40,000 BC households use heating oil as of 2020. That was last year Natural Resources Canada uh, provided that data, although the Prime Minister in that uh, soundbite said it was 100,000 households. So we're going to go with 40,000 here in British Columbia. Now, if if uh, a carbon tax is removed from all forms of fossil fuels, uh, it will impact British Columbians because 950,000 households in our province use natural gas and they are still paying uh, the carbon tax. Uh, this puts a tremendous amount of pressure on the BC uh, NDP because the federal uh, NDP at this point say they're going to support the conservative motion. What's it all mean when you look at the big picture, particularly our province? Joining us now is Richard Zussman, Global BC's legislative reporter. Good afternoon, Richard. I really wish we were talking about Taylor Swift coming to Vancouver, but I'm happy to, <laughs> happy to talk about this too, Jazz. Yeah, you're, 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 uh, you can join us at 5.30 we're gonna, or 5.15. We're going to talk about Taylor Swift. <laughs> we would not let that big event go either. But let's talk about this because it does impact the bottom line and it does put political pressure on the B.C. government. Now, our carbon tax uh, is handled by, correct me if I'm wrong here, the provincial government. Yeah. Now the federal NDP says, look, we're going to support this motion in regards to taking carbon tax off all fossil fuels. How much pressure does this put on the BC NDP government? Yeah, it puts some pressure on the government where they are attempting to apply pressures on the federal government. And during that same question period uh, you aired a little bit earlier, uh, it was mentioned that there's going to be more help on the way for BC when it comes to that transition to heat pumps. So there's going to be some more financial help. That's what BC has been asking for. But there's a lot of pressure now that if Ottawa starts scaling back carbon pricing on home heating, the BC government 
will be expected to do the same here. We've already heard BC United leader Kevin Falcon earlier this week call for this. Uh, it would impact, uh, we expect, oil, but also natural gas. And there are a lot more natural gas customers uh, in British Columbia than there are oil customers. So it could impact you know, quite a few British Columbia households if we see uh, that sort of uh, tax measure come into effect. But the more we hear about this at the federal level, the more we expect a scaling down of the carbon tax and really a weakening of the tax that was brought in a few decades ago here provincially and then has more recently been adopted federally. So I think today is a pretty significant when it comes to the NDP who have been a champion of these sort of measures, in essence acknowledging, well, you know, yes, carbon pricing may be important, but it's more important to ensure affordable heating uh, for Canadians no matter where you live in this country. Is the carbon tax dead? I mean, once this is a slippery slope, right? Who's going to increase it after this? If you're going to take it down now and say, look, it's a, it's a, an affordability issue, it's always going to be an affordability issue because it's hit critical mass. You know, when you're at $20 a ton, $30 per ton, and it represents two, six cents a li- 2 to $0.06 cents a liter, that's fine. But the plan was to increase it every single year until 2030, uh, and that would have been a significant in- increase at the pump uh, as well. Is this the beginning of the end of the carbon tax as we know it? Yeah, the big challenge for politicians will be, you know, how do you judge it to be significant enough, as you describe, on cost of living to remove the carbon tax? And that's a judgment that's going to become very tricky. This was a poor decision by the prime minister in terms of the way in which it was rolled out. Uh, It was hastily presented. It targeted only Atlantic Canada. It was seen as a political opportunity for the government. And now every other province is frustrated saying, well, they're getting relief. Why won't we? And by making that crude political calculation, the prime minister has in essence put the rest of his carbon tax at jeopardy here. And, you know, should it be focused in on individual consumers? Should the carbon tax be focused in on big uh, polluters? You know, when does it become essential to remove the carbon tax on things like gasoline at the pumps? Like all of these things contribute, we know, to carbon emissions and have a negative impact on our um, environment. But at what point does our economy supersede that? The individuals who are just struggling to get by pay for groceries, pay for gas. Because if you start providing carbon tax relief, Jazz, you not just will see opportunities with home heating, but there'll be opportunities with the price of groceries because you could remove carbon tax on those trucks that move products. You could remove carbon tax on agricultural production. All of that could lead to more cost of living measures. And, you know, this government's getting it hard to it's getting it hard for them to defend this tax if they start picking and choosing when they're going to remove it. Yeah, I got a simple question for you. Do you think it's changed behavior? And I know it's it's an unfair question. I mean, because I have difficulty answering it. But do you think it's actually changed behavior for people? Like you're going, oh my God, no. gas is getting really expensive. Uh, I better pick myself up a $75,000 Tesla plus tax, <laughs> right? <laughs> that was supposed to be I, I the issue, right? We know people here rely on their cars. And I think everyone makes choices. Gas is expensive, but it's long been expensive in this province. And... I think you may make decisions. You know, we add an electric scooter to our fleet here in Victoria. We can do that. But we need our car to make sure the kids get to soccer practice or our daughter gets to acting. You know, like these are things we can't use the bike or the scooter for based on equipment or timing or all of those things. So, 
You rely on it. You try to make accommodations, but I don't make those decisions based on a carbon tax. You know, largely those decisions are driven by, you know, do I want to help what I can do to help protect my environment? So the intended goal was carbon pricing would change our behavior. And I'm not sure it's worked in, in my case. And I'm guessing that's likely for a lot of people. You know, some callers may call in at some point and say, Richard's wrong. I've profoundly changed the way I do things. But mm -hmm. I'm guessing that would be a minority opinion. And, and if the main goal of this was to change behavior, it hasn't worked. There's other ways that governments can change behavior. The BC government's been making that argument too. Try to incentivize the purchase of electric bikes. Try to incentivize the purchase of heat pumps. Try to incentivize the purchase of electric vehicles. Those incentives, I think, work better than a tax that largely gets buried, right? Like yeah. gas prices, for one, Jazz, it's hard to break apart what tax goes where. It's just tax. And so that makes it very hard to change um, behavior. And heating is the other crazy one. Like it's, you know, when it gets cold, you turn on the heat. And, and you know, maybe consciously you say, oh, well, maybe I need to try to, to keep that base heat a little bit lower to save a little bit of money. But I'm not sure that's for for pollution reasons. I think it's largely for, you know, how ways that they can try to save a little bit of money on their bills so you can have a bit of extra money to do something else. Yeah, absolutely. Richard, thank you. Yeah, just my pleasure as always. I can't wait.